Hello, everybody. We got some good news. We just signed a $100 million deal with Spotify. Um, so congratulations to us, I guess. Uh, that's, yeah. that's, that's all I got for Are we censored now? We're probably censored. That's a good question. I don't know. <laughs> we'll ask, ask later, though. I'll have to ask Spotify. Um, but that's about it for housekeeping. Uh, ben, what do we talk about today? Uh, well, Joe Rogan also signed a massive deal. Uh, for him, Elon man. Musk takes the red pill. Amish is giving up and offices are the new dinosaurs. Sounds good. Let's do it. What's happening, Charlie? Stop doing voices. All right. Yeah. (laughs) So much improv, man. It's so tempting though. That's the only way you get better, right? I mean, I guess you, I don't, I don't know why I said don't do voices. I don't really care. (laughs) This is where I work on my bits. I'm going to do a one person improv show. Dude, I wrote wrote some jokes actually. (laughs) After watching that? What? No, no, no. Uh, A while ago. Well, in general, just whenever I think think of something, I write down and, you know, keep going if I can. So whenever the, whenever the, um, Open mic night. Open. Whenever the clothes open back up, I'm gonna go open mic night and spit some, spit some jokes. Dude, we, should act, we should actually do that, like at the end of episodes or something. We should just go back and forth. A couple of you wrote about shit we were talking about or something. I know. We, I like. I'm fine with that, but it's it's so much like it's just harder to be, like tell jokes on Zoom. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's a little bit mainly because there's gonna be silence afterwards. Like, I'm not gonna give you. Fuck you. I'm not giving you two good a laugh. <laughs> Dude, I was thinking we have someone else. Um. If you listen to, I think I've told you about this. Oh, uh, what's it called? The, um, oh, two bears, one cave with, uh, yeah, yeah they, no, I've heard the, it before. their producer just laughs so hard at everything they say for like no reason, but it's like hilarious. Cause you can hear some in the background just, <laughs> that's, that's what you need though. You need, I know. Laugh, so I'm it's saying infectious. we get someone to like be our Google, like, so like, a, like not a producer, obviously, cause I'm still new to the editing with someone who can Google for us and also laugh when they like think something's funny, but don't <laughs> have a microphone so every time with us. <laughs> Yeah, their laugh is just like a couple feet away, but it's like a basically like a live laugh track. Oh my god, that'd be that'd be such a cool job for like any other podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it really would, though. I mean, like I was thinking, how dumb does that sound? And I was like, I would do that for anyone but us. Yeah, that'd be, <laughs> if I was getting paid or if like ex- getting any exposure, then yeah. But like over two there, so we'll just have to get like pop it on Indeed or something or LinkedIn. Just say, hey, yeah. we're we're looking. We'll, for we'll a- label it a non-paid internship. And you got to laugh like even when you think things aren't that funny, you know, it's, if, if you see us like chuckle a little bit, you have to die. The smile in the background. Yeah. You, or if I do a voice, that's got to be a, a laugh mic, otherwise. Though. Yeah. You don't get a <laughs> mic though. So your laugh has to be loud enough for our mics to pick it up. <laughs> so they're going to be with us in this. Yeah. Theoretically, whenever there's no more lockdowns and we're not, that'd be cool. hundred miles like a group here or something. I, 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 I think of, um, I have someone in mind, but I'm not going to say it in case we just get, in case we actually don't cut this part, but, um, I'll tell you, uh, after I want to tell though. you after the show. I'll Can you give you me like one show. real vague clue? I won't guess. I can only think of one clue and he's going to give it away. What? Get, okay. I won't okay. say, I won't say the obvious clue. He, right. he, oh man, I'm trying to think of one. E. Oh, that's easy then. I know you're talking about. <laughs> All right. You, you got it. Okay. We'll, we'll talk yeah, about some. Yeah, no, that. we're good. <laughs> Let's move on. Let's move on to the real podcasting world. Yeah, that's exactly what I was about to say. So stop talking about worthless podcasts. Um, our buddy Joe Rogan 
signed Good a deal with Spotify. He signed a licensing agreement with Spotify. Um, so basically, by September 1st, all of his videos and audio recordings will be available on Spotify. And then by the end of the year, it will only be available on Spotify. So according to Washington, I believe it's a Wall Street Journal, the deal is over $100 million and it's like 11 years or something like that. No, no, it's, it's, it's 11 years of work. Sorry, that was wrong. I don't know how many years it is in the future, but it's about, up, to 100, up to or over $100 million. Sell up. I disagree. I, dude, he, like his whole platform, he, the whole time he's been bragging about independence and complete control. That's, and now he's I know. sold he himself has, to a corporate entity. That's what he did. But he has censorship <laughs> problems with YouTube. YouTube demonetizes some of his videos. And Spotify, that's the whole deal with Spotify. He, he complains about um, demonetization and censorship on YouTube. And he complains that Spotify wouldn't pay him enough. So obviously Spotify finally paid him enough. And I'm assuming they're not going to censor him in any way possible. I don't think they, they will. I'm sure they can though. They have control of his content. Then. And if like mainstream sponsors were to threaten to pull out, then they'd for sure, right? Like if he had a controversial guest or says something controversial, I don't know. It's, it's like a punk rock band. To, I know, like, but do you know how much- Basically saying, fuck the system. And then they sign with a big label. That's, well, I don't we'll care see that he did it. I get that he deserves to cash in, but he was always the one who was like, I can do this on my own. I still think it was a fuck the system move. I think that Google's, the Google, YouTube's owned by Google. The, that system's so much bigger than Spotify already. Spotify is just trying to take over the podcast game and they've done, like they're going to get so much in return by signing him. And I don't think they're yeah. going to censor him at all. In his announcement video, he literally said, we're going to keep the show the exact same. Um, and he won't get just demonetized for the things that YouTube demonetizes him for. I mean, the Wild West days of podcasting are kind of over, which is sad. It's like the same yeah. situation with YouTube, but like back in the day, basically everything, like all TV shows were on either Netflix or Hulu before they'd all grab their own shows and shit. And now there's just going to be like, I don't know, paywalls for every all podcasts now too, which most of them were free before. You don't have to shit pay on for, Sam for doing it. And I mean, you don't have to pay for Spotify to get the podcast. The, the podcast will still be free. I swear to God. What do you mean? Oh, the podcast through Spotify? Yes. If Joe Rogan's so podcast was still be, shit, I'm assuming. Like that's Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know exactly what he's gonna do, if he's gonna read off as or what, but like I when I check to make sure our podcast like uploads to Spotify, I don't have a Spotify premium, but it lets me play any episode I want. So you can listen to podcasts for free. So that kind of, when I when I realized that that kind of changed my mind that he was like selling out, because I really don't think he is. I just hope that there's just no censorship issues whatsoever. You think he'll lose any of his fan base? Um, no, I mean, I don't know. That's a, maybe, a, maybe a very, very small portion. I mean, people who really, I mean, are people going to be mad enough to like not listen on Spotify for free? Is that, I mean, it's not about mad enough. Is, I think it lazy enough as in like they wouldn't down Spotify or like, Oh fuck that. I, I used to just go to YouTube and watch it. That's what I'm used to doing. It's out of convenience. I mean, then they, they're not really like that big of fans then, but it's, well, it's like Ninja, right? Remember him? <laughs> yeah. Signed to some, where, where do you fucking sign to? Something uh, Microsoft's because they had a streaming service called Mixer and that deal was also a hundred million dollars. So these are like the two biggest entertainment deals in the last decade. <laughs> They're valued. I guess the, that's terrifying. The history of the world because the last decade has the biggest entertainment deals just like the decade before it. So the, the, um, really the, the biggest entertainment, uh, definitely the biggest individual entertainment deals ever made are probably Ninja and Joe Rogan right now. Imagine if you told our founding fathers that these deals would happen with like a, a comedian podcaster and a video game streamer. Like that's just insane. Yeah. I mean, imagine if you told anyone that like, they, uh, they wouldn't even be able to comprehend like what the fuck's a podcast. People like to be entertained, I guess, but I don't know. I think, I mean, it'll probably end up being fine. I doubt I'll listen to him as much though. 
I think I'll listen to him exactly the same amount. I don't know. I I feel like he's kind of jumped the shark a little bit. Like this uh, this has to be the beginning of the end in my mind. Dude, I, like I once I, he signed I, I his deal, locked that. it in. Do you think he has a um? There's like stipulations on how often he has to podcast. I, I okay, so I I don't know. I, I'm obviously giving the benefit of the doubt because I don't think. I think the, he was he, he could, like Spotify has been trying to get him for since at least 2018 and he hasn't over and over again. And so I'm assuming within those two years, they gave up the fact that, okay, we have to pay him a lot of money. Um, and I doubt that they're going to make him, I don't think he's going to allow them to like tell him what to do. I, I, I think there's no stipulations on anything. No, that's I, what it should be. You'd think that, but once again, there are people above him now. Like there is, <laughs> I know, but, I, I think I, that it's just, I think it's gonna be even better than on YouTube, to be honest. I guess, like, you can't really turn down that money, though. That is ridiculous. $100 like, million. Dollars. And to be fair, that, like, is, pro- that's what he's valued at, at least. Okay. I mean, they're probably incorporating potential and stuff, but. I wonder, actually, I, I don't, I need to look up how much he's worth. That's when we, we need a Googler right now to look him up, but we don't have a Googler. Um, so, I, in the same article that I read from uh, the Wall Street Journal about the deal, um, so Wells Fargo analyst Stephen K. Hall said the Joe Rogan experience likely has 190 million monthly downloads. So almost 200 million people download the episode per month. That's not including other people who listen and don't download. Um, according to um, the Wells Fargo analyst, he has this, Joe Rogan has a CPM of around $50. So CPM is um, how much do you get paid for every thousand plays by your advertisers? So fifty. So by that math, just with downloads, he makes nine point five million dollars per episode. Like that, just that can't be right. There's just no way he makes he pumps ten million dollars. There has to be some ridiculous factor. Like I, that's how the math does with just downloads. I I did it. Like right now, every now he'll record like back to back podcasts sometimes in a day. Yeah, like that's. <laughs> What so he just makes fuck? so according to that he makes twenty million in like he can make twenty million a day, which would make him not sign because he wouldn't need to sign a hundred million dollar yeah, contract. He's making hundred million dollars. I'm just saying like there's just no way that it's actually that much. There has to be some cap. There's just no way. There's not enough money for the advertisers to pay him ten million dollars every single episode, right? I mean, it, he can't be that high. You think? But I mean, he's ridden this way for a long time. He's been on top. Like usually, I don't know. People go stale once they're in the limelight for too long. Keep in mind, like Macklemore was a national icon. For oh my so. God. Do you see the viral, um, when, when the Macklemore's album beat out like the like four insane albums for best album? I got to see what you, that. Dude, I know, I know the whole story. That was one, that was good kid, Mad City. Kendrick was up. Yes. And did you, and you know, Macklemore texted him and said, dude, like you should have won this, blah, blah, blah. But then he posted the screenshot of the text on Instagram or something. And that's, that was like the end for him. Because everyone was like, why would you post that then? Why not? I didn't know about the text. It says right there, Macklemore texts Kendrick Lamar after Grammys. Dude, Good Kid Mad City lost to The Heist by Macklemore and Ryan. Like, I don't even have words. I wish we were doing a show, like we were recording ourselves. Like that happened right now. So I could just send one off on the air, but I can't. I I I won't. It's a little old, but it's just ridiculous. They obviously aged a little differently. Like... Kendrick's album is considered the best modern rap album in I don't know how long. And then his is like 
you pr- were probably bumping like thrift shop or whatever the fuck it was no, for a little I, bit. But I'm not saying I didn't like that music. I'm not gonna be someone who like I actually don't hate Malcolm. I like was a fan of his, a lot of his music. But like you're saying, yeah, obviously it did age differently. But you're asking the people who decided that award, like which like how are these albums gonna age? They would have answered the question. Oh, Good Kid, Mad City is gonna be way better than the fucking heist. Maybe not. Though. Yeah, that's just it, the worst thing that happened to him was winning that, honestly, because he got like some Icarus shit, you know, too close to the yeah. sun and he's fucking Macklemore. So, <laughs> yeah, everyone. Oh, that, like, he doesn't really deserve like even though he won, I guess he doesn't deserve the hate for beating um, Kendrick. But like, it's just a bummer because h- how does that album win? I don't know. But anyway, my comparison point was just that Rogan has been doing what he's doing for so long. And yeah, some people are like souring to him now because he does. He Maybe he gets a little repetitive and he is getting paid maybe almost $20 million for four hours of work in which he just sits there stoned and probes. But I don't know. I mean, yeah, I do think he has some life left on his podcasting. Maybe this is the next step. I'm not sure. I feel like he's just right. I think the wave is still churning and it's not going to stop. It's going to keep going. Um, when I, like, I am team Spotify, by the way. I am. <laughs> no, I actually not. Like, And you said you might listen to him less. I'm not even team Spotify. I still listen to the exact same amount. So we'll see how the rest of people react to it. Like you talk about, you know, him riding the wave. And whenever I talk to people, people about Joe Rogan podcast, if he's like, oh, dude, I'm a huge Joe Rogan fan. It's like, okay, yeah, shut up, dude. But like, I'm a fan of his guest list. Like no one interviews like that range of people you can you can just swipe through like do you want a doctor do you want a scientist do you want a nutritionist do you want Neil deGrasse Tyson do you want any comedian out there stuff like that's why it's so enjoyable to me because I can pick and choose whatever I want to listen to yeah it is pretty diverse and he does hold his own with people who are professionals in different fields somehow mainly by not acting like he knows more than he does you know he just kind of asks the right questions but I like maybe that's why he's so good because he's a layman yeah, but I'd subjects. rather listen to a, a lot of other people talk to scientists and professionals in their field than him. Like, I think the comedians are great. Well, a lot of the celebrities are great, but. And you can, there's other podcasts to listen to, but I mean, sometimes the Joe Rogan ones are like, he asks, you know, simple enough questions that you would ask to some scientists. But yeah, there's definitely other podcasts where you can get that type of exposure. And speaking of, um, isn't there something about uh, his buddies? They said something about Trump. I can't remember. Oh, yeah. So we'll transition this into some more Elon Musk Twitter talk because that's always our favorite. So basically, there's a recent UFC fight and Rogan and his buddies do like a JRE fight companion. They like they do a live show during the fight like on YouTube. So I was tuned into the sh- the Joe Rogan show and the fight at the same time. And Eddie Bravo is like one guy, one of the guys and he just loves like yelling about like left wing conspiracies. Like that's his, his shtick. He's pretty funny, but like, so he was like trying to get Joe to answer like, who you vote, who would you vote for right now if it was Trump or Hillary Clinton again? And Joe wouldn't an answer. And then the other two guys who are comedians, like pretty openly not like Republicans, like they don't, they're not Republicans. Period. Um, are like they like I'd vote for Trump right now if it was Trump or Hillary. And then one of them, Brian Callen, goes, if it's Trump or Biden, I'm voting Trump right now. And Joe wouldn't answer, but he obviously was. He's obviously really sour on Biden. So I just think it's interesting in that. Do you want to talk about the Elon Musk tweet? Because that's kind of the same oh, deal. God. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Well, we can that too. But just first, first, like I wish that I guess Trump and Biden, like I just wish they would go on a plat, like a long form conversation platform like yeah, Rogan. Seriously. Just because I've never heard Trump or Biden, I guess, speak for more than 30 seconds about something that wasn't written for him. 
Like, I really don't know what they're like because it's all, it's almost all manufactured. And most of Trump's the stuff that he's praised about, they're like one, they're one liners. That's yeah. the, well, that's, that's how we've come. That's how we now know him completely is literally presser, like, like pressers, one liners, thousands of tweets per day. That's, I mean, that's literally how we know him. And we know Joe Biden has a bunch of gaffes. And like, yeah, and so I mean, props I, to Trump for adapting to the modern world. That's like, you know, TikTok is a fucking yeah. trend right now. It's short shit. You agreed. Snip snap. But uh, the Elon Musk tweet, he tweeted, well, let me, I probably don't need to pull it up. Did he literally just say, take the red pill? Yeah. He said, take the red Flower pill. Emoji. Like a red rose. Rose yeah. emoji. <laughs> Any thoughts on that? Oh, gosh. he should take his prescribed pills. That's what I think. But <laughs> I don't. So what does this mean? Like his right wing political awakening or something after, the you know, he didn't enjoy the stay at home orders, obviously. <laughs> I saw that Ivanka Trump also like tweeted back to him and said already have or something. No, uh, it, well, Donald Trump Jr. Or, said welcome or something like that. Oh, those siblings. <laughs> but uh, um, the co-creator of the matrix did you see this tweeted back and said fuck both of you to <laughs> which by the way the co-creator um well she came out as transgender a few years ago and i think she associates like that red pill movement with like the fringe right or something which is misleading because her she wrote the, the matrix with her sister fun fact i guess depending on your <laughs> political and social beliefs but they both came out as transgender eventually oh, so that was supposed to be like a I don't know, like light metaphor for estrogen pills or something. So. so they were, so they were brother and sister, and now they're still brother and sister. <laughs> they just, were, they were brother and brother. Oh, okay. Want to be politically correct, I think, and then now they're sisters. Okay, that's okay. I was, I was yeah, I was just a little confused there. <laughs> yeah, that's just a wild ride though. To write the I didn't know if they were still brother that. and sisters. <clears throat> okay, yeah, but um, the, no, you go. Go ahead, ahead sorry. <laughs> Well, I was just going to say, I don't get the rose either because like I looked that up. It was just a red emoji. He was just making know, it a say. I know. I was like, thinking you're looking too. into it too far. And I know I they that's not. emojis and whatever. So there isn't like a fucking red pill. There's no gun anymore either, which sucks. Yeah, there's a, it's the a, gun. a water gun. <laughs> it's the closest I got to using one. Yeah. They dumbed that down. <laughs> they took that away the from The rose me. is like a universal symbol for democratic socialism. So people are tweaking on, on about that too. I don't I know. I just, don't really think it matters that much though. He was always found a emoji. I think he Didn't just he found a red emoji. Yeah, I agree. Didn't he say he was going to vote for Yang at one point? I yeah, thought. he was definitely on the he was definitely on the Yang train. But I mean, I I don't think it's that big of a deal. And I saw like Tesla owners in the board and shit are freaking out or something. I don't know. They but, must live in a constant state of agitation. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like the Tesla board. They know that people associate owning a Tesla with Elon Musk. Like that is, yeah. a, which doesn't always happen. Like you own a. I don't know, a different type of car. You're not going to associate that with the CEO of the company, but there you do. So when, he says, know, take, go. when he says take the red pill, does that mean he's like voting Trump? Um, that seems like a stretch to me, but I don't know, man. Yeah, I think it's he, is, he does too, not like the California. He's not like he seriously hates the California government right now. I was going to say, I think given the current political climate with the context of the pandemic he's saying take the red pill as in we should take that perspective we should open up the country now and quicker than we Fair. are him taking the red pill might be moving to texas believe it or not oh my, oh my god he would i don't think he'd do well in texas well i i mean when he said i know he might just between tweet take i i he could just tweet free america now again i think take the red pill is a farther step 
was it is a deeper step than just saying another just another way of saying open the country. So I think at the least he's going to vote for local Republicans, like especially governor of California if he stays there. Like I don't, yeah, like, which would make a least. difference, by the way. That you know, that's blue through and through. Yeah, no. <laughs> you're basically, voting for a Republican in California is like not voting at all. I guess for the president, but there's definitely counties that are red, so you can still make a difference. But, but could like you a see presidential this presidential vote is worthless. Could you see this affecting Tesla sales at all? Like, would would this stop you from buying a Cybertruck if you're on the other side? Well, I wouldn't buy a Cybertruck in at all. But um, no, this wouldn't stop me from buying a Tesla. I still want to. Yeah, I don't think it Other makes that much of a difference. Know. Cool cars, nonetheless. But yeah, I mean, that's definitely an interesting tweet. Like that stuck out to me when I read it. And I think it's one of proportion, but yeah, that is crazy that he <laughs> sits all over the place. <laughs> yeah, and I, don't know, he's, I think he's pretty consistent. He's a consistent red Twitter. pillar now. I, met, I mean, not so much oh. with his ideas as opposed to just how often and erratically he's tweeting. <laughs> I wonder how, he's, how his baby's doing. Oh my God! It's this robot baby. Did you see <laughs> the uh, red pills? <laughs> did you see on Twitter? It was um. So Grimes wrote out like three paragraphs about how they're not going to like give it a gender, and then another screenshot was, "It is a boy or a girl." Elon Elon Musk just goes, "Boy." <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> oh my you know, God! He zoned out during that conversation. With her. <laughs> he wasn't. He was not, not even thinking. He was just like, "Oh, it's a boy." Like, that just he was what? watching the Matrix in the other room, and he was like. Oh, <laughs> She's like, okay, Elon, we're not going to tell anyone. We're going to let the kid decide. <laughs> he doesn't give a oh, shit. God. I respect like, that, though. I mean, he was taking the red pill, dude. He doesn't know. He doesn't know that they're supposed to keep the gender a secret or not. To him, there's more important things than his child, and I think that should be the case given oh, Jesus. his skill set and abilities. <laughs> I thought you were going to say there's more important things than like like um, giving your kid a gender, and I was going to agree with you. And then you said there's more important things than his kid, and I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna stand by that. I, I will not. I'm not gonna edit that previous statement. <laughs> for him, get us to Mars, man. Stop tweeting. Get us to Mars. Uh, speaking of red pills, should we should we t- keep talking about politics here? Oh, I'd love to. Yeah, we're in it now. Our um our Amish hero, Justin Amash. <sighs> Libertarian King, <laughs> unfortunately, is no longer running for president. Uh, he recently tweeted, after much reflection, I've concluded that circumstances don't lend themselves to my success as a candidate for president this year, and therefore I will not be a candidate. Did he just now realize this, or did, or was he actually thinking he was going to win until he had this re- Twitter revelation? My guess would be that, because I don't think he thought he was going to win, but... Like a presidential campaign definitely increases, I don't know, name recognition, invisibility, even if he wasn't going to win. But with the lockdown, he can't really fundraise and tour. So it's it's, just, it's, it's bad timing. But we did waste like a fucking half an hour talking about this guy on a different he, one. In, Maybe in that's the point, by the way. It worked. No, I was, I was about to say, I was about, he should just keep every four years, just announce a presidential run and then don't actually run until he gets enough name recognition to where he runs like enough people know who he is. I was going to say, I know his name now. So, I mean, yeah, exactly. That, I had no idea who that dude was before. But he did sort of denounce Trump and his actions. Not you know, sort of. Not sort yeah, of. He, okay, was the he first, literally did and then walked yeah. away, too. He was the first Republican senator or Republican. Is he a House? He's a senator, right? Yeah. And he's going to run yeah. again next year, I think. Yeah. As but, a libertarian, though, he's like the first libertarian in Congress. And he, it's, he switched libertarian because he hopped out of the Republican seat because he wanted to impeach Trump. God, everyone's flip-flopping. So what pill is that? 
he spit That's out the red pill. pill and took the purple pill. Actually, no, purple pill is like centrist. Like he's taking like a whole different color. Like if you're well, a libertarian, gotta, you're kind of like like a yellow pill or something. Okay, I was gonna say you got to convert it to pills, but. I'm assuming that he might have also thought that he was helping Trump's campaign more than hurting it. So, that, you know, that yeah, could true. potentially be why, too, because that would be he would be the scapegoat for like all liberals. If, if he took like 2 percent of the vote and Trump won. No, imagine if you got a decent percentage, period, whatever side lost would just he would be under complete fire from that entire political side. If he got up to like three percent total, which would be hilarious, which is hilarious because he also lost. So he'd be. Yeah. Just, yeah. And it wasn't even close and it was his fault. <laughs> yeah. Theoretically, that's, that's theoretically. tough. So I get it. Maybe he had that, you know, chain of thoughts in his head and he was like, oh, fuck, what am I doing? But <laughs> well, he was talking about how like he was talking to his friends and family and stuff. And they're probably all like, dude, you're, you're not going to win. <laughs> or they're like, dude, you got this. Like, go for it. He was like, yeah, 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 yeah. He, yeah, he later tweeted, or in the same thread, actually, but later in the thread, I continue to believe that a candidate from outside the old parties offering a vision of government grounded in liberty and equality can break through in the right environment. How soon are we going to have a third party candidate actually win? Never. Oh, my God. Never? Yeah. <laughs> I think it might be never, to be honest. Never is a crazy thing to say, though. Maybe one day. I don't know. Okay, we'll do never as in like my lifetime. So the next, you know, six to eight decades. I would like for there Rocket to be change, another like, political party come forward or something. I, I don't care what, by the way. Nothing, I not might. meeting my views. I just think it'd be cool. <laughs> With the way things are right now, I can see myself voting third party every election for decades. <laughs> that's just like, that's such a waste of... Okay, I don't care. But speaking I don't care. of that, you should, uh, you should play the Obama clip. Oh, yeah. That's, okay, yeah. Let's... let's. So, you can I guess this is... This, yeah, this is a, this is a clip... <laughs> From Barack Obama talking about voting for Joe Biden, right? I believe so. Okay, well, let's let's hit it. So if you don't like what's going on right now, and you shouldn't, do not complain. Don't hashtag. Don't get anxious. Don't retreat. Don't binge on whatever it is you're binging on. Don't lose yourself in ironic detachment. Don't put your head in the sand. Don't boo. Vote. Vote. If you are really concerned about how the criminal justice system treats African-Americans, the best way to protest is to vote. Not just for senators and representatives, but for mayors and sheriffs and state legislators. Ooh. Powerful speaker, Mr. Barack Obama. Everyone give him a fucking hand. God, he is, though. I mean, <laughs> I like. The one that the line that struck me is because he's kind of obviously talking about voting blue, and this was like a, at a at a Biden campaign event. Um, he says, "Don't put your head in the sand." But when I think about what it would look like if I voted for Joe Biden, it would be me with my head in the sand, voting for Joe Biden. You'd probably see Joe down there. He's like, <laughs> oh, what? What? How did I get here? <laughs> what are you doing? Who are you? What's going on? You vote for me? <laughs> he's like, "That is don't." Go ahead. Sorry. No, well, I was just going to say that 
if presidents were solely um, ranked based on their presidential rhetoric, Obama would be near the top. Like he really would be. Oh, for sure. See, he is such a great speaker. Just but, speaker, I mean, just just speaking ability overall, one of the top ones. And don't get me wrong, I'm not going to vote most likely, but his words made <laughs> yeah, me I'm not going to do what he just told me to do. Yeah, yeah, they were. I like them though. Nice words. I, I want to vote. I would vote, but you you failed. Your party has failed me, Barack. And well, we learned in our shared class this semester that no one goes to the bank and they'll talk all day and worry about investing and saving but they won't go to the bank. And that's like the same with politics kind of where people, I think people would rather just, it's more of a hobby to chat definitely, about for definitely the with younger middle people. class. Yeah. Definitely younger people. Cause it doesn't uh, talks really about, matter to us yet. <laughs> he talks about don't like, don't throw away your morals. Don't run from your values. And I think to myself, if I threw out everything I believed in, I would go and vote for Joe Biden. Like that would take me to the voting, to the voting booth. Yeah. I don't really believe in anything. I need to pick some of those, but I don't know. That's it's too bad that I mean, Obama did get elected on the merit of his public speaking. And then, you know, you can say what you want. You can decide if he was a good president or not. But I might get yeah, reelected because Michelle's going to be the VP. And then I was going to say his words aren't going to get Biden elected. That's the uh, <laughs> no, but what will I think that he could help. I'm surprised he, he, he probably should have endorsed Biden earlier. That Amish third party guy will have to drop out and then oh shit, wait. No. no I'm, good to I'm honestly I'm glad that this is the situation though. It should just be them too. Let's see what happens. Let's roll the dice. I don't <laughs> I don't mind. I mean I do mind a lot actually. No, you don't. Come on. Yes, I do. Yes, I absolutely do. I write and I write blogs about it, dude. Are you serious? I'm, I'm <laughs> a, don't make that plural. <laughs> <laughs> I still got to get around to mine, but would you have such a, um, I don't know, is, is the word not toxic, maybe such an emotional reaction to Biden being elected as a lot of people did in 2016 oh, when Trump did? My reaction to either of them winning will be a straight face. Like I, I, I just won't, neither one of them surprised me. Like, wow, we have the same guy who tweets a thousand times a day. Um, or we have some guy who can't even write his own tweet. Either way, like they're just both such bad options for me. So like, I it's not like either way. I'm not going to be like thinking the world's going to end because I know it's yeah. not. The world was supposed it's to end in 2016 of, and it didn't. <laughs> yeah, and 2020 apparently now. But yeah, it's kind of like the Olympics for me a little bit. Where when they're performing, you know, on the national stage, I'm like, fuck yeah, let's go, and I'm watching everyone. But I mean, even like with Phelps, I'm not watching his like time trials in the middle of the summer. So I don't really. I only give a shit during the. <laughs> political contesting part you know up until someone yeah. someone gets elected then i'm bored for four years and then then well, i hop right back in acting like i know what i'm talking about but that makes me think you know talk about being bored for four years i, I mean doesn't doesn't the media need trump to win to remain like relevant at this point what, what is there to talk about if you're biden if you're if you're, if you're going to cover biden and not talk about his mental capability or his like sniffing hair like what is there to talk about like his, 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 his powerful policy and, and, and the, like the, um, the movement that he's, that he's, that he's bringing to America. No, there's no fucking movement. There's nothing, there's nothing there. He's just an old guy who can't even talk. They would probably have to passionate to attempting like objective journalism, which, you know, we can't have that what? at this point. They're, they're already condemned. I think it's too late. Yeah. No, you can't, <laughs> you can't flip the switch now. I got, I got in a uh, conversation, kind of an argument with one of my family members about how like, you know, talking shit like the New York times. And I was like, well, what do you want them? Do you want them to like become like, like if, 
obviously you want them to become an objective, objective news source, which they're not. But if they are, are they going to lose readers? And I'm like, do you want them to become a conservative news source? Like, of course I do. Well, then they're going to lose all of their readers. <laughs> so like that's, it's, it's too late now. We've, we've, we've lost. The fourth estate is, 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 is gone. But it has been replaced by the likes of people like Joe Rogan and others who have platforms as big as, you know, well, there's, there's two groups of people, state there's two groups of people, how do I ingest most of my like information? Um, I follow independent journalists on social media and then I listen to a lot of podcasts. Um, there's that group of people who like both of us fit into probably people who listen to this podcast fit into and a lot of other people fit into, but there's That's a group of people. Star. Yeah. Thank you. There's a group of people a much bigger group of people, I believe that like are like their, their brain is Fox or their brain is CNN. Like that, like that's where they're, they're like a blind bat. I I will say, I think there's another party now though, too, who regardless of the news source, I mean, and they might be politically biased. They're just like, fuck the media in general. No, like they can't trust that. And that's a dark place to be in when you can't trust anything coming from, I agree. The best I'm so journalism glad. institutions in the world. I mean, and I get they get it wrong sometimes, maybe even a lot, but I'm so glad we condemn them. I'm, I'm so glad this thing. I think you're literally exactly right. I think that's like, it's like the lifting of a veil on like, wow, like, like it's like now that we can all communicate so well on social media stuff and, and stuff like that, everyone's realizing that huge, like the, the biggest gatekeepers of information have serious agendas and it's not even like a hidden thing anymore. It's just so open and out there. And the people who don't like that are speaking up about it and can speak up about it because they have platforms. And I think it hopefully it's, leads to some type of change. I don't know what change it would lead it's to. It's tough though. Cause the premise for modern journalism and the reason a lot of people go into that is cause they, they do seek truth or what they consider truth. So if they are, if they think something is true, they're going to do their best to frame it so that it is basically so i mean like i get that because we what we made we we started out in the j school like if you were a journalist would you really be attempting with all your might to be as objective as possible if you had a clear view on this issue and you think you're right well is what if they think they're morally right to make sure their candidate wins and that affects their you know like they they think they're doing a good thing for the world maybe not, not, they don't think they're oh i'm not twisting facts or something but I'm trying to influence public opinion so the good guy wins the battle. That's a serious problem, in my opinion. No, I I agree that it is a serious problem, but the U.S. has it as good as probably any country in the world. Oh, I'm not complaining about the United States. Just the freedom of journalism and the freedom of public opinion. So, I mean, you, the the I guess you get to decide what you think is true or not with the understanding that that may be, you know, that could potentially be going on, that journalists are trying to back some sort of agenda. I think, not always, well, by the way. Sometimes they do just get it wrong. Sometimes it's not even a politically polarizing thing. Yeah. The good thing is, is there's a lot more people in that party you talked about earlier who are um, individual sources that you can follow for like legitimate information that you know. It, the, if you it, basically you have to vet someone enough to understand that like if you, you can trust them, they're not going to be partisan at all, and then you can start taking information from them. And there's like so, that's such a growing base of people who can do that. And I mean, like us, key thing. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Fucking geniuses. But the key thing to understand is that even if you agree with someone's like, I don't know, ideology and a lot of their opinions, like they can still be wrong. Oh, yeah. I I think a lot of people confuse that where, for example, Joe Rogan, who's like, you know, he looms so large now. So some people go to him that are pretty impressionable and almost anything he says, they take at face value and they're like, this is correct. But Joe is (laughs) talking. Joe has spent hundreds upon thousands of hours just rambling stone mm-hmm. so i mean he's he's gonna get wrong sometimes 
Yeah. And I love like, I'm a huge Joe Rogan fan and I look to him as a source of information, but I don't look to him as a source of information. Like I don't even know what most of his political opinions are. Like I know he's pro gun, but mostly liberal, but like if he has something to say about politics, I don't care that much. But if so, he has um, Bernie Sanders on which he does or Tulsi Gabbard or Andrew Yang on to talk about their politics, I obviously do care about that. I don't even know Joe Rogan's politics and I don't care. I agree. Yeah. I think that's a good point. Like the, the entire benefit that he provides is he speaks to these people and then you get to critically think and decide what you believe from that conversation. Not like, Oh, that's how it is. He doesn't know how it is. Like, you know, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's the, and that's the beauty of it. Maybe because if you knew, if yeah. you always knew how it is, it wouldn't be, it, there would be no Joe Rogan experience. Right. Yeah. Fuck. That'd be no fun. All right. Let's move on. We've gotten yeah, going down a I wanna, wormhole there. <clears throat> um, I kind of want to stay on fuck the media though. Cause that's one of my favorite no, stuff to I talk know, about. I know you're so hyped about it. Oh, I just, I eat it up. Okay. So I'm gonna play this clip from, um, a, an unpopular governor, you could say, but I think tides are turning for him for, for, for some people, at least obviously not everybody. Our data is available. Our data is transparent. In fact, that this is governor DeSantis from Florida. Sorry. Dr. Burks has talked multiple times about how Florida has the absolute best data. So any insinuation otherwise is just typical partisan narrative trying to be spun. And part of the reason is that because you got a lot of people in your profession who waxed poetically for weeks and weeks about how Florida was going to be just like New York. Wait two weeks. Florida's going to be next. Just like Italy. Wait two weeks. Well, hell, we're eight weeks away from that, and it hasn't happened. Not only do we have a lower death rate, well, we have way lower deaths generally, we have a lower death rate than the Acela Corridor, D.C., everyone up there. We have a lower rate death rate than the Midwest, Illinois, Michigan, Indiana, Ohio. But even in our region, Louisiana. Yeah, it's right. Get fucked, Illinois. Okay, continue. Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, Florida has the lower death rate. And I was the number one landing spot from tens of thousands of people leaving the number one hot zone in the world to come to my state. So we've succeeded. And I think that people just don't want to recognize it because it challenges their narrative. It challenges their assumption. So they got to try to. What's going through Mike Pence's head right now on the the other side of this video? Dude. Oh, yeah. I did shit, dude. (laughs) I just want to say, like, I don't know. Florida's never going to be taken seriously. I think he does have it. Maybe he has a decent point. I haven't looked at the numbers. I won't. But Florida okay, well, is I'll like you, I'll give you a quick the U.S. Smash. of the world. It is literally the U.S. of the world. <laughs> Fuck Florida. <laughs> if, that, if that, if Florida being, oh, no, never mind. I thought we made that up. But actually, I read that and then told you about it. So I, Yeah, I thought it had been said before. No, just yeah. claim it. They don't know. I sh- shit, I should have. But <laughs> the numbers are basically, like, New York has, like, um, Upwards of like five times as many deaths per like thousand people than Florida, which blows my mind because th- this dude, Mr. DeSantis here, didn't do anything. <laughs> he didn't, he like, he <laughs> let the spring breakers fucking spring break. He talked about how everyone from New York was vacational Florida to get out of there and somehow the numbers were completely different. Um, but I think he does have a fair point in that, you know, Cuomo apparently is going to be the next goddamn president of the United States. And I mean, I mean, Texas, I mean, without, I mean, I don't know why it's Texas without New York, the Amer- America basically doesn't even have a coronavirus problem and he's a God in the media and DeSantis but, is obviously the devil, but I don't know. You know, you got to kind of employ like a multivariate analysis. Obviously New York has a lot always. more people. Chicago has a lot more people. 
than anywhere in Florida. Even like yeah, Orlando cannot compare. Yeah, to the just the proximity of there's just there's like a millions of people living next to each other in New York. Even in if Florida, that's the reason, though, there's no reason that he should be getting castrated if the numbers are still lower. Once again, he's he, he's I mean. He shouldn't have signed up for the job then. It's fucking. I, I don't. I, I I didn't mean what I just said. Like uh, this, that didn't come out right. Like he, if he made bad decisions, he should be castrated for them. But like, there's the the numbers are so much different. And yeah, I, I was about to say earlier, like the, the reason probably the reason New York probably was so bad is because the people that live per square feet in New York City is just like stupid. Like I feel like one person gets in New York City and the entire city gets it. And Florida doesn't have a place like that, like you said. But still, but they still are. I mean, there still are a lot of people in Florida, and they are running wild and i guess and a lot you know, less of them have coronavirus yeah but i mean less <laughs> so i, <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. you know i don't think that should be the competition but i do agree that he probably gets some unfair press just because of his well, position he's and he's yeah and he's been in trouble since the beginning he's he's been the <laughs> republican like martyr for this entire thing a little bit which sucks yeah and now that he comes hero, out on top, but... now that he comes out on top, and he's like tweeting, he's got viral videos. Everyone's like, the Republicans are like praising him. <laughs> what if there's a second wave? You know, <laughs> starts wipes Florida. out Florida, <laughs> or is just done. I don't know. We'll see. But I mean, uh, it's it's tough. Maybe he, you know, he has a right to speak out now. I guess we'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. But I, I just wanted to play that because it just it went along with like. Media's trash. All right, let's oh, for, the, for let's, that I'll uh, commend him. Let's leave the media alone, and let's talk Never. about the Office dying. Not oh, the, the show. I love that show. television show. Yeah, <laughs> UK one's better, but okay. So there is this great, great um, article by the Marker or by Marker on uh, Medium. So I'm gonna read a little bit from it, and then Ben and I are gonna discuss. Uh, since the pen, what do you say? No, I said, please do. As you were. Since the pandemic, Google's parent company, Alphabet, has pulled out of deals to acquire more than 2 million square feet of office space, including what it would have been the biggest real estate deal in the Bay Area. So they were going to buy 2 million square feet of office space. Now they're not. Next, James Gorman, the CEO of Morgan Stanley, recently told Bloomberg that the, temper, that the company has proven it can operate with effectively no footprint and will have much less real estate in the future. Nationwide is permanently permanently transitioning employees to working from home. CEO Kurt Walker says, we've been investing in our techno- technological capabilities for years, and those investments really paid off, and we needed to transition quickly to a 98% work-from-home model. Um, lastly, Groupon is leasing 150,000 square feet of its office space, and their lease is not up until 2026, so they might have some problems. <laughs> Why do they have office space? I'm sorry, but I mean, it just doesn't seem that's, right. That's a fair question, honestly. <laughs> A lot uh, of office space first. too. But, okay, so so this is interesting to me because we 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 recently we earlier had a conversation where I asked you if you think like the city life and the world was going to change because of what now. And my stance was I think we're going to go back to normal pretty shortly. And then you brought up the point of kind of talking about like we're making realizations of remote working that are going to make people want to work from home more because it's just simply more efficient. And I completely agree with you there. I think this is exactly what you were talking about. Um, like this is a, this is more of a reaction. This is what I've written down. It's more of a reaction to like the realization how, of how efficient they are rather than it is to a reaction of like safety precautions for the future. I, this do, is a lot of, this is a big I deal. I do agree. 
um, they're they are for sure using the pandemic as a vehicle to move in this direction quicker than they would have otherwise. That's definitely true. But I think, like, do you do you not think this is the next step in our societal evolution where offices die and there is? I mean, not completely. They don't die completely, but it's like a I don't know. It's like a hardback book or something. No, yeah, <laughs> like they're still the way- around, but. Absolutely. And the way we work now, I mean, there's just so much of like, um, development that can be done like product development, app development that can be done without like obviously done without an office. Like there's, there's always going to be jobs that require physical space and it's always going to benefit you to have a conversation with another human being in person. But imagine like just huge companies, they have, they have, they have a building that's a meeting room and that's all they need. Effectively, that could be a thing. Which is, it's crazy because that would open up I mean, more residential space or living yes. space in all, in all of these really clustered cities. Like they wouldn't have to know, live there LA, if they didn't want to, they could San just, Francisco. You to, yeah. You don't have to live in Palo Alto anymore. You can live in St. Louis, Missouri and work for the same Silicon Valley company. And by but the way, that, possibly. Would, that would make like, that would definitely make smaller businesses way more competitive because they can employ people outside of their little, you right. know, whatever Metro area they live in, they can outsource and basically anyone in the world could work for them. Mm-hmm. And like the pandemic, gave businesses a trial run to see if this works. And I'm obviously it does work for some and some have been preparing for this, but like there's a, a lot more would come along with this. Cause I don't know, like people working at home, I'm assuming electricity bills are higher. Internet usage is higher. Like they'd have to work out some sort of deal where maybe employees are compensated for their work at home. They also have to like create an office space at home. It also be isolated and I don't know, like potentially alienated or something. So that, you know, increased depression, increased substance abuse. And that's, that's like very general, that's a general effect of stuff like that. But yeah, there's also a lot of positive effects and to there's things that you can do to combat those negative effects. I mean, like if you're still ensuring that your employees are getting enough like physical activity, I don't know how you do that without imposing their lives, but yeah, but I mean, it it would reduce real estate costs. It would definitely help the environment. I mean, so they can, they can use that as a cloak for their work. Oh yeah. Another day you got, yeah, that reminds me. I read another article and it's, um, so as of April, like, like we're for like the first couple of months, we're down 17% in carbon emissions and it's the full year is going to be down four to 5%, um, comparatively like, like last year. Jesus. I, uh, this does make me wonder if, uh, driving through traffic to work is just so stupid. Like if you really, really think about it, it's so dumb and it doesn't have to, it literally could be prevented. That's like, like this, like the whole situation that we're going through is just showing me like revealing so many things that like bureaucracy ruin, like makes so much more like makes so difficult. There are simple things that we are so smart and so technologically capable of solving so many problems, but we just don't solve them. Like no one, there shouldn't even be traffic. There literally shouldn't even be traffic. There doesn't have to be. But it's brought forth through tradition, tradition kind of like people have always worked in office buildings or physical locations. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, cities were built up before computers existed. Like now the way we can, com- we can communicate at such a higher level than we used to that cities don't need to function in the same way they always did. But what are you, what are you going to do? Tear down all the skyscrapers in New York city and just kind of like build small buildings in the countryside. I, I don't think you can do that. No, rent out those skyscrapers. Let me live there for cheap. And like some fucking Please, Google that'd be building. So, dude. <laughs> That would be so <laughs> they dope. don't need, but I heard a, I read a, a great example for this where someone said that, um, when we like invented cars and stuff, donkeys and horses were obviously, you know, they're 
they're bummed out. Like, <laughs> yeah, but there's they they're still around, right? They still have uses for them. So that's that might be the same with offices, where because like for at, le- at least creative like collaboration, you know, you want to be in the same place. Yeah, and shit for that. So most of these companies will just have maybe give the majority of employees the option to go home and this is the future i don't think this will be immediately but i mean for some companies immediately yeah that's that's true well i mean that's that's what the article said nationwide nationwide 98 percent work from home for like good yeah that's naughty and see they could be early bird gets a worm i guess like if they're right they'll be really right (laughs) well they're gonna save money regardless we'll just see if it has any adverse effects because they're just not gonna be paying for the same real estate like imagine like Go ahead. No, no, <laughs> no. Want to imagine? Tell me what to imagine. <laughs> I well, said, I was just sounded more interesting. I was going to like think, imagine about like you don't, you no longer have to live in San Francisco to do anything that Nationwide does. Actually, I'm, Nationwide probably isn't even in San Francisco. But think about any of the companies in Silicon Valley. Like you no longer have to live in San Francisco. Possibly. This is crazy because it could Which would save undo- the person so much money, much less the company. Yes. And it could undo the traditional mold of adulthood where you do work 40 years in a cubicle and then retire and die. Like maybe people will, I don't know, be actively traveling throughout that time and some shit. It would, I'm all for that. It just changed the template, I guess, which would be cool. But so you do agree that we're going to be moving towards this more and more in the future, right? Like, yeah, definitely I mean, a technological thing. But the reason I was so strong on, um, no, we're going to go back to how we were before, blah, 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 is because I was only thinking of it as a, safety reaction. And I, I still think that like, for instance, we're going to have big concerts with lots of people in 2022. You know what I'm saying? I, for, yes, yeah, this, no, I for sure agree about that. We like that shit too much. That's yeah. We're not but as that far up. as, as far as like, well, and that actually reminds me one of Seinfeld's jokes was about how we just like to live on top of each other because when humans have to be close enough to each other to like talk shit. And like now that makes like this would deem some of that irrelevant, like would make it pointless to live a thousand people per or a couple hundred thousand people per square mile or something. What, I don't know. I just made that number up, but like New York's numbers are stupid. But that is true. I mean, we're like, we're social beings. So I feel like a lot of people will, would still want to work in an office like environment. Cause there's a big difference between like, Oh, I've been working at home for a few months and this is actually really nice to, Oh, I'm going to work at home for 40 years and never, maybe never see another employee in my company in person. Like that is kind of a freaky that sounds horrible. Yeah, I would not want to do that. Like, like I'm sorry for the rem- I'm sorry for the remote stuff, but I also like f- am fueled by human interaction, so I need that too. Think about the Office sitcom. If, if they were fucking, if they're all working <laughs> at home. Oh it's just God. a Zoom screen the whole time. Like, shoot me in the face. <laughs> Jim ends up alone. I mean, that's, that's sad. But I I do wonder. So if this is the direction we're heading, then. This kind of leads me to wonder, are college campuses going to die too? That's eventually? a great question. And I know, especially, okay, so like state colleges, like our level colleges are taking huge hits because they're going to lose enrollment and they don't have Harvard endowments. Like they don't have money like Harvard does. So if we go to Mizzou, for example, Mizzou is going to seriously be hurting if they can't, if they're going to lose enrollment and they can't open certain buildings. And I was thinking as we were talking to it, so we're both in a class called Creative Portfolio next year. And that's the whole deal. Like we're writers paired up with graphic designers that I do not want to do. I want to do that in person. You know what I'm saying? Like that's, that just, that's just terrible. Yeah, that's that, not, sorry for like revealing our class schedule to the world. So to, to people who listen to this, 
like I, that's just a really good example I could think of. Like that's something that I do not want to do over Zoom. Like I want to do that in person. It'd be a bummer if it had to be over Zoom. Yeah, and there's, I mean, there is a lot of shit like that. And the biggest part of paying for college is k- kind of the experience a little bit, which no, totally plays into a lot of the college tropes and shit. But from a state perspective, like I don't know if you want to funnel millions of dollars to a university for renovations when most students are online. Like, I mean, if that were potentially exactly. going to happen in the future, but I don't know, hopefully that works slower. Cause I think it's, they're not going to need the money for renovations. They're going to need the money to pay their employees. Cause they don't have any, they have way less tuition coming in. So they might still be getting pumped money, but it's not going to be for renovations anymore, especially for like smaller colleges. It's just scary. Cause it's a domino effect. Like first you take teachers like, so that changes their job completely. Maybe the first few years they do what they did now where they record lectures. Then maybe you take an even better professor from like say Harvard or something. And then you can outsource those videos to, yeah, to other school, like to most schools. Why would you go, sort of why would you pay $40,000 a year to learn what you can on fucking YouTube? That's like the world, that's the world we're going, we're, that's like, that's the world we already live in, but like that's gonna going say. to be amplified. We already live in that world, but it's going to be amplified whenever you do have actual like PhDs teaching online classes because there, there technically is no limit. You, you could really have classes with no limit. As long as the answers are multiple choice, like not, there's no essays, uh, you could teach a class to the entire world. Like that's, yeah. pop, that's without any effort, like extra basically. Most people say that like, like I'm assuming a lot of our friends would say that they've learned more outside of the classroom in college than they have in it. And, you know, I, I would say I've learned more of my internships in college than I have in my actual classes. Yeah, which is fair. And part of that might be your, you know, your attitude <laughs> towards our college system. Like when you have a lecture of 300 true. kids and answers are on Quizlet, what are you going to do? But that's very true. And also like classes are um, like you learn stuff that's not necessarily applicable um, sometimes. And, and like in an internship, like you have a task, you don't have, a, you have to figure out how to do it. Like there's not, there's not really a choice. And some classes are very applicable and very useful. But overall, I would say more like in the work environment, I've learned more. But in the future, like, I wonder if there would be options for, you know, what degree you're going to pursue. You can pursue this online degree with a specific education, you know, catered towards that while teaching yourself the rest of it and then just get a job as opposed to paying like a a fucking shitload for college. Oh, totally. Like everyone's saying like, if, if, um, the college of your, if the state college of your choice is online next year, you should just go to a community college. And that's, I think that's great advice. You're just going to save thousands of dollars and transfer the credits over. Like nothing even happened. Like you were there the whole time anyway. But I I think paying for like a state college is literally paying for experience. Yeah. Which is true. Cause 'cause why didn't you go to a community college your freshman year? I wanted to kiss pretty girls and drink beer with my friends. Of course. Right. And that's cause you know, those awesome college movies and shit. That'd be a Dude, just just like Blue Mountain State. <clears throat> exactly, that's a dream. <laughs> College is quite I like now. that. Don't get to pick your character. Bummer. I don't think it, does any. I wonder if anyone knows of Blue Mountain State. I kind of like forgot about Blue Mountain State. I don't even. Know, I don't even know how I remembered that. Did you ever watch yeah, that, that show? Was, yeah, I did. That show like, sucks. <laughs> I, I watched it in middle school. It was yeah, terrible. Yeah, that's when you it, watch it. That's like, like I was doing you, something messed up. That's before I'd gone too far on the internet. You, so I, I, I remember like like middle school, early high school, like watching Blue Mountain State and following Total Frat Move on Twitter, like wanting to be a frat guy. And then once you're actually like in college, you're just like, you, that's that's like when you, grab, you unfollow TFM and stop watching Blue Mountain State when you actually get to college. Yeah, because I mean, it is dangerous 
because once you're in a fraternity, you realize like some of the frat guys are always frat guys that comes before anything. And <laughs> oh, that's the reason the Mountain State didn't take place after they left school, you know? <laughs> Very true. God, we'll see how we do. All right. Should we? How long? I want to be a frat guy forever. Are you kidding me? That sounds like so much fun. It's it's getting less fun, man. You can only do so much nowadays. Hey, is the frat guy professionally going to leave? You can't be your you can't be your frat guy remotely. So, I don't know, dude. I don't know. Maybe you can. Yeah, maybe I guess a little Zoom chats and shit. It's basically Bert Kreischer's life right now is to be a virtual frat god. <laughs> That's that is actually true. I know. But it's just weird because a lot. You could argue that a lot of college experiences prepare you for the real world, but if the real world is remote, then that preparation may not be necessary. Exactly. I'm thinking I, this isn't really relevant to exactly what you just said. And I thought of it earlier, but thinking like if they're online classes, they should be so specific to what you're trying to learn. I'm hoping that's where we go. There's no reason that's, we talk about, there's no reason to pay for a state college. If it's online classes, there's also no reason to pay for general education classes. If you're trying to learn a a certain thing, that's going to make you employable. And that's why, that's why we both said that's why Yeah, you (laughs) You tell me why. I was just talking about, I was thinking about trade school. That's why some kids make the choice to go to trade school. And I guarantee like there's a way higher percentage of the trade school kids have like a secure, um, like future after the trade school than a lot of kids that go to state college and study something worthless like journalism. (laughs) For sure. Which is, I mean, and fair, but so think if we took trade school and packaged that into like some sort of online Oh, you definitely thing. can. Obviously, you, it, obviously, something to actual can. trade school, but I mean for other subjects, like for majors. Yeah, that's you what I'm saying. Exactly. You get you could have a killer like graphic design course that takes like a couple months, and they, well, these already I mean these already exist. On you want to go to graphic design school, you might as well just search that shit on YouTube. But I'm saying like a really well done professional designer does the class that could go, like that could be a serious. Like, that's just one example of something that could be done so seamlessly, so easily, so much better than being at a university. Which is true. There's just a lot of skills that you can develop on your own and will develop them better than learning them like over the course of four years. So, which we could be doing right now. It's kind of sad to think about. Like I could become a better potential employee over the course of a year by learning like five or six things, but. True. Yeah. We could learn to like code or something. That's the the classic trope, isn't it? Learn to code. (laughs) That's ridiculous. So it's hard, isn't it? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's really hard. I took some classes and they did not go well. Actually, the only C I've ever gotten, I was trying to learn. Ironically, I was trying to learn C, the like the, the OG computer language, and it was ridiculously hard. And I got a C in Sounds the class. Sounds like you did. Ha ha. All right. You're going to wrap it up. Let's, let's uh, I was about, yeah, I was about to wrap it up, but I was going to say um, Lori Laughlin's going to jail for two months. Oh, shit. I saw that. You, you I, uh, my guess, she doesn't go to jail. She gets like a house arrest thing because of the pandemic uh, doesn't even yeah, have to do I'm shit. Sure. I'm, I'm sure oh. that's going to be how it oh, goes. Oh, white people. Oh, famous white people. I can't believe she's going to her in prison. Just makes me laugh super hard. I can't, just can't see it happening, but yeah, no, me neither. Okay. Do you have anything else to say to the beautiful audience members? Yeah. Bye. Okay. (laughs) Bye everybody.